0: You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash Alabang. Let's open our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 19, verses 11 to 27. Luke 19, 11 to 27. I'll be reading from the ESV. And if you have another version, please do follow with me. It says here, As they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable Because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed that the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. He said, therefore, a nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas and said to them, Engage in business until I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We do not want this man to reign over us. When he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. The first came before him, saying, The Lord, or Lord, your mina has made ten minas more. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you have been faithful in a very little, you shall have authority over ten cities. And the second came saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, And he said to those who stood by, Take the mina from him and give it to the one who has the ten minas. And they said to him, Lord, he has ten minas. I tell you that to everyone who has more will be given, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. But as for these enemies of mine, who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them before me. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much once more for... We know that we are here to uh, receive your word by faith and help us, Lord, to apply your word in our life. We lay down, Lord, everything at your feet right now, every concern that we have, every problem that we have, every cares that we have. And Lord, by faith, we believe that you are going to give us the peace that transcends every human understanding. We ask that you will speak to us, open our hearts, open our spiritual ears to listen to the still small voice of your Holy Spirit, And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you will be our teacher this morning. We ask that we will not leave this place unchanged. Transform us, Lord, for your glory and honor. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people. Say, Almighty. Amen. Amen. You may all take your seats, please. Now, talking about the parable of the ten minas, let me just first explain to you before we jump in and uh, go to that particular passage that we've read. And allow me to explain to you first and probably tell you about uh, what happened prior to that. It's like a kiddie picture. Okay, I cannot find really a realistic picture, so let's just pretend for a moment that this is a kid's church. Okay, so, and uh, this is Zacchaeus, and he climbed, of course, on the sycamore tree. And there's a reason why he did this, and I'll be expounding on this by quoting this particular passage that says in Luke 19:2, it says, "And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich." Now we all understand that Zacchaeus is a Jewish person and working, of course, as a, as a tax collector for the Roman government. And people during the time despise a tax collector. They despise him so much that they look down on a tax collector more than a sinner. And since Zacchaeus is so much despised, probably I'm just thinking and assuming that he can't really mingle with, you know, his own group of people. So Zacchaeus was also rich because it says here, in, that, in this uh, particular passage, that he's so much rich, and we all know that he just got this money. I believe from what he's doing as a as a tax collector. And even today, there are people who are also. Of course, I'm not saying that you know there are people who are. I mean, all people who are in this kind of business or this kind of work are like him. But there are some, and so, sometimes you know it's easy for us to judge. But then again, we can't really. Uh, I would say. Escape that uh, those judgment, because for Zacchaeus to be rich in this way, um, people are thinking that you know where did you get your money, and we believe that the money actually came from the people themselves. So Zacchaeus was able to accumulate wealth as a result of that, from his uh, I mean sinful habit of you know getting the money of the people and overcharging them, and so. The next verse, it says here, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. Probably Zacchaeus already is hearing the name of Jesus, and he wants to know who this Jesus is. And since Jesus Christ will pass by their house, so he wanted to really see uh, who this Jesus Christ is. And since he is small in stature, that it says there, but on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature, meaning probably his height is not really that tall. That's why he need to climb up on a Sycamore tree. Now, in this case, we could now see that he is seeking. And I would say that this is the first thing that we need to do. If we want to really know God, then we have to seek the Lord. We have to seek Him with all our heart. That's why it says here in Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen: If you want to seek Him, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And so it should include our heart. A person really who is seeking for the Lord must really seek Him with all his heart. In the Hebrew language, that is different. Magkaiba po ang Hebrew language kasi sa Hebrew language, it's more of like a kidney. Kaya nga, pag tinagalog mo, baka ang dating, uh, seek Him with all your bato ang dating. Eh, hindi mo pa pwede, ang sawag mo ang pakinggan. Okay, mahal na mahal kita ng buong bato ko. So that's why uh, they have to use the word heart you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So the mere fact that we have to seek him, then eventually you will find him if again we will seek him with all our heart. And I would say that the Lord will really step in and introduce himself to you so that you can receive salvation from him. And that's what we should do first. That's what happened to Zacchaeus. He had to really seek first, of course, the Lord and invite him to his home in a case if you want to explain that further, invite him to his heart so that he can, Jesus Christ can be his Lord and Savior. And so the next passage explains here that he ran. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. He ran on ahead and he climbed and he had to do these things. If you are really serious in seeking the Lord, then you have to deliberately seek Him. In other words, you really have to do something in order to really find the Lord. Yes, I understand that the Lord will also show Himself to you, faithful, because the Lord is faithful and true. There are some ministries who challenge some atheist people. I mean, atheist people who don't believe in God. And this ministry is that their uh, ministry is that they challenge the atheist people by saying, "You pray to this God that you don't believe." And let this God move in your behalf. If truly He is not existing, then challenge Him and talk to Him and ask Him, reveal yourself to me, even though I don't believe in you. It's like, you know, an atheist praying, God, I don't believe in you, but if you are really true, then reveal yourself to me. And if an atheist is so much sincere with that kind of prayer, I do believe that the Lord will step in and reveal himself to that young atheist. That is why in this case, Zacchaeus had to be deliberate and at the same time with all his heart seeking the Lord. And I'm sure, because the scripture is also clear in saying that Zacchaeus found salvation in Jesus Christ. Because in the next passage, it, it now says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, it says there, or make haste and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So imagine Jesus Christ going to that particular place where he's going and then saw Zacchaeus and then spent time with Zacchaeus. So Jesus Christ had to step out you know, of his busy schedule and just devote and spend time with Zacchaeus. That's how the Lord really is to us. He looks at us, but I mean, as an individual person, not just a face in the crowd, and He will really step in and reveal himself to you and become more personal to you. That's what Jesus Christ did to Z- the Zacchaeus. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Of course, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And there's joy in him. The next uh, verses, And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Now, notice that Zacchaeus, after inviting Jesus Christ, not just into his home, but even to his heart, there is a transformation that took place. After the salvation, transformation will now take place. That's it. That is the result of your salvation. You can really see the transformation that happened to him because as a result of that, he now gave you know his wealth, half of it. To the poor, and if he defrauded anyone, then he will restore to them or give back to them these things in fourfold. I remember one person; he became a Christian in an adult age, and then he also remembered when he was still young, he's stealing some candies from a particular store during the time. And so, after he became a Christian, the Holy Spirit reminded him and told him to pay back that particular store, you know, with money. And so he had to go back once more to the particular store and pay back. And the store clerk was, of course, surprised and saying, uh, why are you doing this? <laughs> well, because you don't know, when I was young, I was actually, you know, stealing some of your candies. So I have to go back and because the Holy Spirit told me that I have to pay back, you know, uh, what I have stolen. Sometimes the Holy Spirit had, has a way of really reminding us what to do. And that, I believe, is a transformation. If you believe that you are saved, if you believe that you have received Jesus Christ into your, into your life, then I believe that transformation will also take place. And I'm sure that you will notice that. Who among you here noticed the transformation in you after you received Jesus Christ? Can you please raise up your hand? Wow. Okay, how about the others? Oh, don't, don't worry. Okay, don't worry. The Lord will transform you. Okay, someday. Even today, okay? I believe that. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Now, notice that Zacchaeus, after receiving salvation, he is so much wealthy, and then he has a lot of money. He is, I mean, I would say, fulfilled. I mean, how, how, why will Zacchaeus go up that sycamore tree and be with the crowd, and seek Jesus if he has already, you know, everything in him. In other words, money can actually f- make, make you fulfilled. Money can fulfill a person. Money can make a person complete. So Zacchaeus had to seek the Lord, seek Jesus Christ. Because I would say that something in him is craving for more. And when the Lord save him, then you will notice that the Lord used whatever gifts that Zacchaeus have. Mayroong gift si Zacchaeus na kailangan yung gamiten para sa kaharian ng Panginoon. And that's what he did. He is a rich guy. What he did was to bless the people around him and at the same time be a mighty witness to the people around him. If you notice Joseph of Arimathea as well in the scripture, after Jesus Christ died, what Joseph of Arimathea did is to ask for the body of Jesus. And where did he place the body? He placed the body of Jesus in his new tomb. Joseph of Arimathea was rich. He is an influence. I mean, he, he is an influencer, and he is a very much, uh, I mean, he is, he is really an influencing guy. He influenced the, the, a lot of councils and even probably the Roman government. That's why he was able to get the body of Jesus. And so, after getting the body of Jesus, he placed it in his new tomb. And this is his way of really helping, of course, the ministry of Jesus Christ. God has a way of using us. Again, I, I'm not saying that you know we, you can do that. You can also follow the path of Joseph of Arimathea or probably Zacchaeus in the area of giving. Now, But if you are moved by the Lord in that particular area of giving, then please do so. Because if that is your strength and that is your way of helping the church advance, advance the kingdom of the Lord, then go. I mean, just do it. Because that is what the Lord has entrusted you. So Zacchaeus finally received salvation. Now let me just jump now to, my, to our parable, which is the parable of the ten minas. What is the truth about investing in God's kingdom? We have seen that in the life of Zacchaeus, and we can see that also even the even the life of the servants. As I move on, let me just point to you my first uh, phrase here: the faithful servants. Let's focus on the faithful servants first. Luke 19, verse 15, it says, When he returned, having received the kingdom, he ordered the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. Now, notice the word doing business. The master entrusted something to the servant for them to be engaged in business. In fact, In uh, the next uh, passage, I'd like to also ask to read this. The first came before him saying, Lord, your mina has made 10 minas more. So they were so much faithful with what uh, the master had given them. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you have been faithful in a very little, you shall have authority over 10 cities. And the next servant also did was to be faithful with the five minas that the master gave. And the second came, saying, Lord, your mina has made five minas. And he said to him, and you are to be over five cities. So notice, again, the five cities. There is a degree, many theologians believe, that the reward that we are going to receive from the Lord have degrees, depending, of course, on the manner of how we have used the gifts that God has given us. Dr. R.C. Pro said, Someone once said that in heaven... Everyone will have a full cup, but not everyone will have a cup of the same size. Jesus made a frequent distinction between those whose reward will be great and those whose reward will be small. And there is a degree of difference. In other words, if you probably have offered so much for the Lord to compare that with a person who have offered little, then of course there's a degree or difference in terms of what we receive. And that's, of course, heaven. And that's, of course, the Lord doing that as well. In that kind of parable, we can see that. As they heard these things, he proceeded to tell a parable because he was near to Jerusalem and because they supposed the kingdom of God was to appear immediately. Now, let me just move back. Because in verse 11, it explains here that the people, the ones who are listening to Jesus preaching, they wanted the kingdom of the Lord to appear immediately, as if today. Lord, sometimes they are asking, Lord, is the kingdom of God coming today? Or in this case, they are supposing that the kingdom of God is to appear immediately today. And they wanted the kingdom of the Lord to really appear immediately even today. Why? Because probably of the persecution of the Roman government. They are so much persecuted, they are so they are going through some things, of course, tough times in their lives, especially uh, in the environment of the Roman government, sobrang tindi ng dinadaanan nila. Na para bang gusto nila sabihin, Lord, dumating ka na. Di ba? Mer- meron ba sa inyo uh, na nagsabi na na, sa sobrang tindi ng problema, parang gusto mo sabihin sa Panginoon, Lord, gusto ko nang mapunta sa inyo. Okay? Meron mga ganon, sa sobrang tindi ng problema. Pero wag kang magmamadali. Okay? Wag kang magmamadali may are also Karen, okay? I'm sorry, Jericho. There are hours. Don't be in a hurry. That's why we have to focus on what's really important. We have to focus on that. And sometimes, you know, Christians tend to focus so much on the coming of the Lord to the point that they don't want to do anything anymore. They just want to attend church and just sit and wait for the Lord's return. In fact, there are cases in. Now, don't worry, don't worry because, you know, um, I'm not referring to you guys, but, you know, some people some believers. There are cases wherein they just wanted to wait for the Lord's return and just sit there and just wait for Him. I believe that the Lord did not design us to be in that way. But the Lord wanted us really to be so much occupied with what He wants us to do in advancing His kingdom and invest in the things that we can invest so that we can bring more souls for the Lord and at the same time encourage the church. That is why I would say that there is also a way for us to understand that all of us have giftings. In Luke um, 19, verses 12, it says here, He said, Therefore a nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and then return. Calling ten of his servants, he gave them ten minas and said to them, Engage in business. Notice that it says there, engage in business. What does it mean? To be engaged in business. It means, it came from a, a Greek word, which is pragmateomai, which is where we get the word pragmatic. That means to do something. That means to be occupied in anything. Just be occupied in doing the things for the Lord. Don't just wait, don't just sit down, but do something. Gawaka naman ng isang bagay, para makapagdala ka ng kaluluwa sa Gawa ka naman isang bagay, para naman ma encourage church sa Wag lang tipong. When we were still, uh, when we were not yet a believer, we are attending a church and notice that you are always at the back. And then sometimes, if you know, uh, the guy in front uh, is has already told you know the people, uh, let's now uh, say our peace to one another. Okay, peace with you, peace with you. It's almost done, and now you're about to leave the church aalis ka na, nakaporma ka na eh. Tapos minsan, titingam mo yung mo. Malapit na matapos to, isang oras na Basang eh. Basta ang importante, mawisikan ka lang ng blessing. Kahit nasa labas ka pa ng pintuan, basang importante, may marinig ka lang kahit na konti, okay na yon. Bakit ko alam? Eh, ganun ako dati. Basta mawisikan lang. Ah, basta basang importante, napapakinggan ko lang, okay na ako nun. I have no idea about what the church really is doing. I have no idea that I can be involved in the church and use the gifting that God has given me. I have no idea. And I believe that each one of us has at least one gift from the Lord. Who among you here could really say that you know that you have at least one gift? Can you please raise up your hand? At least one gift. Wow. Praise God. At least. Now, if you are really, I mean, gifted in the area of singing, please, don't just own that. Share it. And let us hear it. I know that we have all the voice. Okay? We, we, we can speak. And we can also sing. But there is a type of singing that encourages people. Okay? <laughs> I can sing. But I know that you will not be encouraged when I sing. That's why I, <laughs> I became sensitive, of course, to what the Lord has called me to do. The point here is that at least we have at least one gift that the Lord has given us. Teaching, hospitality, I mean, encouraging people. I mean, note, you you can really see that there is a gift that God can use you. And speaking of that, just be occupied in doing the Lord's work. You don't need to be in a full-time ministry in order for you to do the Lord's work. You can do that even while working, even while studying at the same time. Now, and he said to them, why were you looking for me? Now, this is young Jesus. Young Jesus uh, during the time when Joseph and Mary was looking for him. And this is what he said. And he said to Joseph and Mary, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Now, father's house here, of course, speaks of you know, o- being occupied with the Lord's work at a young age. And it's it, it is also like saying to us that we have to be occupied as well in doing the things that God wants us to do, being occupied in doing his business. In fact, in another version, it says there in the King James, My father's business. And all of us have different professions and degrees. Ibay ang ating profession mga doctor, engineer. There are teachers, there are probably business people, there are employees, there are uh, clerk. whatever your profession is. If you're a student, okay, for now, then I believe that God can use you. I also was reminded of my uh, degree when I was still studying in my uh, degree as a physical therapist. While I was uh, treating some patients, I have this apparatus that I'm using. You know, just uh, placing this apparatus in the muscles of my patients, and then I'm asking some patients, "Sir," sabing ko manong, "habang tinitritik ko kayo, while treating you, is it okay for me to pray for you?" And so far. Wala pa naman nagsabi, ayoko nga, yoko nga. Wala pa naman. (laughs) naman No person, I uh, I mean, rejected my offer to pray for them. But all of them said, yes, please. Can you please pray for me? And I always explain to them before I pray, you know what? Sir, I have this apparatus with me. I can only apply this in your muscle. And this has limitation. But the Lord has no limitation. God is our healer god is the one who can heal you and let's just believe in faith that he will be the one to heal you just give god a praise i'm just a student during the time but i was able to of course tell that person that god can heal and that's also a way for me to share the gospel to that person it's already an open door for me to share the gospel to that person one time i was also even even during. Lunch, okay? You can also even talk about the gospel and share Jesus Christ. I remember also uh, that was yesterday talking to this couple, and then while engaging with them in a conversation, they asked me, So, what's your uh, religion before? And I told them my religion, and I said, Well, uh, I was, uh, you know, in this kind of religion before, and before I became a Christian. And then, really, the question that made me so much excited was this. So why did you leave your religion? Ding! And I said, okay, i ko na, Lord. Eto na. And I explained to them, well, the reason why I left that, it's not really more of a religion because Jesus Christ did not establish a religion, but rather He came here to connect with people and establish relationship with us because we can't really establish relationship with Him. He must do that, you know, uh, for us. And if we believe in Him, we believe in Jesus Christ, then we will have eternal life and so on and so forth. And at the same time, explain to them, you know, about transformation. I mean, while eating a, uh, while eating lunch with them. So in other words, whatever that we do, there is an opportunity as long as you really live up to the Lord. Everything that you are doing, whether you are working in a particular company, whether you are probably studying or in that particular school, or whether you are uh, a clerk or in an office, if there is an opportunity, I believe that God can use each one of us, not just outside, but even here inside this ch- in, in this church as well. And if you are really expert, for example, in smiling, if you have... Uh, I made a career out of, the smi- of that smile that you have. Then you are open to join the ushering. Okay? Just be a part of our ushering ministry. You can just extend your hand and smile to that person with all the smile that you can give. Niti an mo siya, pasosani pasusani hanggambato. At, kita mo yung taong yon, Dalagang ma-encourage na dito. I remember one time when I was still, uh, when I was uh, in, a, uh, in Victory U-Belt. When I was a student, my first ministry was on, in, the, in the ushering ministry. And I really am serious with what I'm doing that I really led them to sit, you know, on that particular chair. And from that door, talagang tatakbo pa ako at ko, uh, yes, sir, dito po kayo. Okay, uh, dito kayo umupo. And then because of that, the Lord promoted me, nagkaroon ako ng trabaho na usher sa CCP. Okay bigla bigla na karon nagkarona open door inangata ko ni Lord sa CCP yung ashering ko na yun pagigi asher ko sa CCP nakakapanood tuloy ko na mga play at sa mga bali nila sabi ko well ano lang yan sandali lang yan no ano lang gi asher ko pero sabi ko Lord ang uh, galing ano kumpara na apply ko yung pagigi asher ko tinrain mo muna ako sa church tapos nilagay niyo ko for from from a moment God has a way of course of doing that but my point here is that whatever gift that you have just invest it of course in the kingdom of God because all of us are in the business really of spreading the gospel because in the scripture, it says here, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will what? Come. And so all of us needs to really share, needs to use the gifting that we have in order for us to bring in more people at the feet of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 25, 23, it says, his master said to him, well done, good, and successful servant, no, it's not that. Well done, good and prosperous servant, it's not that. But faithful servant, you have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much, enter into the joy of your master. So notice that if you are faithful in just that little thing, then God has a way of commending you. Just be faithful. Don't compare yourself with other people. Don't compare yourself magaling magaling sa technical. Don't compare if you are called by the Lord's Kids Church ministry, then go ahead and be a part of that. Invest whatever that you have. And I do believe that God will honor your faith. faithful servant. We have here the second one are the unfaithful servant. There is the faithful servant and there's also the, the unfaithful servant. What about the unfaithful servant? Luke nineteen twenty to 21 says, Then another came saying, Lord, here, here is your mina, which I kept laid away in a handkerchief. So what he did was, itinago lang niya sa handkerchief niya. Pilipino siguro to, no? Kasi nagtatago lang eh, sa, sa panyo eh. For I was afraid of you because you are a severe man. Well, he looked at this person as if like a severe man, a legalistic person. You take what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. So therefore, it says there that this person, according to his knowledge, Is a severe man that person? He said to him, "I will condemn you with your own words. You wicked, says he, you wicked servant. You knew that I was severe, a severe man, taking what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. And why then did you not put my money in the bank? And at my coming, I might have collected it with interest." And he said to those who stood by take the mina from him and give it to the one who has the ten minas. Now, notice that this person, this servant, had a wrong view of his master. And sometimes, whenever we do the things that we are doing in the church, we make a wrong view of who God is. Let us be reminded that whenever we we do the things in the church, whenever we do the ministry in the church, I hope that you are not doing this because you are afraid that God will not bless you. It's not about that. Don't even attempt to think that if you don't do what you're doing right now, God will not bless you. Because hindi po namung move ang panginon sa kunghalimbawang active kasi church o hindi. We are doing the things that we are doing, it's because we love the Lord, it's not because of the blessing that He will give us. The reason why you are in the church today is because I hope that you are here in this church, not because para punulang yung inyong, para ma bless lang yung so that our week will be blessed. Oh, okay. I'm already done with my Sunday. Lord, thank you. I know that there's a blessing for me. An ang just natin parang genie ang dating. Malapit ng Christmas kailangan ma umatin lahat ng Sunday para pagdating ng panahome wish ka. It doesn't work. no. Hindi hindi ganon. God doesn't work in that way. But our goal really is that we are doing the things that we are doing. It's because our motive is right in doing the things that we are doing. You are active in the ministry that you are involved with, you want to join the ministry, or you want to be of use in God's kingdom, it's not because you are afraid that God might not bless you. I mean, God will bless us. That's already given and free. God is gracious to really bless us. But however, if we want to be of use, mighty in His kingdom, then we have to be deliberate in really giving our life to Him. Because after all, we are not our own. We are bought with a price. Each one of us are bought with a price. God bought us with his blood. And so we have no right on our own. God has a right on our lives. We have to give him whatever that we have. Ibigay po natin ang ating sarili sa Panginoon ng husto at nang puno-puno. Maray mga tao, they are you know they have talents, they have giftings. Hanggang dito na lang sila sa America's got talent. You know, they show themselves in America's Cat Talent. They show their giftings. They show their talent, but only for the world to see. But they don't use it really. I hope that they're using it for the Lord. I, there's a lot of things in a man, in a person. And you will really be amazed whenever you watch this show that there are a lot of talents that are in, in, in a person, in a man. But the question is that how are we using those talents for him, for the Lord? I, that's, the, that's the next question. America's got talent. We have, you know, uh, Britain's got talent as well. Those are the things that we can really see in a person. People are gifted, and that gift of course came from the Lord himself. The scripture says, But the fruit of the the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Now, there's a difference between fruit and gift. I'm not referring to the gift. Gifts are already given. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit will really come out in our life after we give our life to the Lord. It will just come out in our life. That is a different thing. Don't please don't compare that with a gift. Because after you give your life to Him, then you will notice that there's already peace in your heart. There's already love in your heart. And I hope that there are. Okay? If you are really a believer. And however, after you give your life to the Lord, and there's already that fruit of the Holy Spirit, then you will notice that there is also the gift that you will discover in you. And this is the things that you, have to, you, you can use in edifying the church, in encouraging the church. The gift. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, if you're gifted in prophecy, then it says they're in proportion to our faith, then use it. If service, in our serving. If you really want to serve the church, serve the church, you know, like uh, what the technical um, ministry is doing, the admin is doing, or the kids' church are doing, please do so. Serve the church. Don't just serve, you know, your office or, you know, the people outside, but serve the believers as well. Another that we'll notice is that the one who teaches in his teaching. If you are also gifted in teaching, please, I mean, do rise up. And in our victory groups, we also teach people how to do discipleship, and all of us are called to be teachers, meaning in the sense of discipling people. I'm not referring, of course, to you know some a, a person who's up here and teaching. You may you may not be that person, but at least somehow when you explain the gospel to a person, you are teaching. Okay, so but some people, of course, since they are really gifted in the area of teaching, then they end up end up you know in in front of many people and teaching the people in terms of uh, a lot of things leadership uh, evangelism or theology and so on and so forth so again you have to again ask the Lord Lord what is my gifting how can I help the church in this way the one who exhorts in his exhortation meaning people who come up here for example to exhort the and offering they do that they can exhort the people Kaya tumayo siya at nag-share siya na sa offering encourage offering So, kailangan encourage kayo, okay? Whenever that person stands up and really exhorts you in the area of giving. So, you see being that's his gifting. Another is that the one who contributes in generosity if you are like Joseph of Arimathea and Zacchaeus and you, have, you are a w- wealthy person and you have, you know, um, I would say you are blessed by the Lord in terms of finances and richness, then do it. Be generous. Don't just, you know, own the money. Because after all, in the end, we can't really bring our money to heaven. But we have to use whatever that we have in order to build the church and at the same time win lost people for the Lord. Another is the one who the one who leads with zeal if you are called by the lord to be a leader also in a uh, i mean in a group then go ahead and take that lead the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness so a lot of gifts are here that we can see 1 Corinthians 12:4 to 11 says now there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit and there are varieties of service but the same lord and there are varieties of activities but it is the same god who empowers them all in everyone to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. Another is uh, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. Whenever you pray for a person and you know pray for healing, that person gets wet. It's not, you know, kapag nagpray ka ng healing, tapos biglang bukas kinabukasang patayin ng tao hindi ganon. tipo para baka mamay hindi talaga ano no pag nagpray ka alam mo uh, ilan na po yung uh, ano marami na akong pinagpray an eh lahat na kay lord na magaling na silang lahat kay lord <laughs> at least, gumaling sila no dahil ano na kay lord na sila eh. so baka mamay hindi yun talaga yung ano yung pero there are people i don't know if you know some people pero i know some people that whenever they pray really i mean these people get well There are people who are like that, and they are so much gifted in the area of healing. Another is that, to another, the working of a miracle. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. And it says here, in verse 11, all these are empowered by one and the same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. In other words, it's impossible for me to really understand that you don't have this gift, at least one, at least one, you have that. You just have to ask the Lord and discover it. Because I'm, I'm not quoting, you know, uh, I mean the other passages, but there are more passages that explain to us the gifts of the Holy Spirit. According to Dr. Warren Wesby, this is what he said, It is a basic principle of the Christian life that wasted opportunity means loss of reward. And possibly loss of service. If we do not use the gifts God gives us under his direction, why should we even have them? Somebody else can make better use of the gifts to the glory of God. And he's quoting from, of course, commenting from the book of Corinthians. And so again, speaking about this uh, statement of Dr. Warren Wisby, I do believe that God has given you that invest on it because after all, why will God give you? that particular gift without a purpose, I believe that there is a purpose why God has given you that gift. Invest in the kingdom. This is a picture of, you know, a crowd in New York. A lot of people are so much busy with what they're doing. Palagi silang nagtatrabaho. Trabaho ng trabaho ng trabaho. There's nothing wrong with work. In fact, some people, of course, will think that they are born in this world and then after they are born, they will be uh, they will go to school, and after going to school, they will they will finish their degree. And uh, finishing their degree, then they will work. After working, then they will now long for somebody and get married with somebody. And then after getting married with somebody, then uh, they will now have, you know, they will now pray for our children. After praying for children, then they will now, of course, um, educate their children. And so their parents iyong mga magulang lang pero sila alaga aalagaan apo. Okay? So and of course the grandparents, the grandparents will now sometimes take care of the apo. And then what if the apostles are already grown up? Pag manlaki ng mga apo, s'yempre wala nang sila ng aalagaan. Ang aalagaan nila ay mga halaman na lang nila sa likod ng bahay. So, tapos kakausapin na lang muna si mga halaman, okay? Kasi wala nang makakausap sa kanya. <laughs> I mean, think about that. Is that life? Is that the only life that we can think of right now? I, don't, I think we are missing the point of living. That is not the point of living. It is not just about being born and then dying afterwards without really being used by the Lord in this world. God created us for His own glory and honor. God created us to bring people at the feet of Jesus Christ. God created us to encourage the church and edify the church and build the church up. God created us for that very purpose. That's why we have to, again, go back and discover. Many people does not understand that. That's why, as a believer, we have to go back and try to reflect and say, Lord, are you really calling me in this particular gift? Remember, there is an accountability to be made. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him, to whom we must give what? Account. The word account here came from the word logos, which is where we get the word logikos. Logikos means, you know, a simple accounting that people are doing, especially if that person is a CPA. Accounting of the things that they have done, speaking and doing the things that they are doing here in this world. There will be one day an account, accounting to be made. Faithful servant, unfaithful servant, what about the faithless citizens. Are we the faithless citizens? There are people who are faithless, and they are, of course, unbelievers. Now, the Scripture says, but his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him saying, we do not want this man to reign over us. We reject that person. In other words, they are rejecting Jesus Christ. But as for these enemies of mine, verse 27, who did not want me to reign over them, bring them here and slaughter them before me, meaning this is a picture of a person who rejected the Lord and now who is being tormented already in the eternal damnation. Now, however, not every person who calls to him, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God. That is very clear in the book of Matthew. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, says Matthew seven twenty-one to 23, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Now, the next question would be, what is the will of the Father who is in heaven? If we say that the will of the Father in heaven is doing the commandments, then that simply means works. Again, that is not pointing to good works. The will of the Father is, again, can be understood based on the context of that very passage. Let's now move on and explain that. On that day, verse 22, many will say to me, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Now notice that it is as if like they are believers because they are using the name of the Lord to cast demons, to prophesy in Jesus' name, and to do many mighty works in Jesus' name. And when you try to think of it, it is as if like they are Christians. But in reality, they are not because the next passage will tell us in verse 23 that says, And then will I declare to them, those people who think that they are believers, those people who, are, who think that they are followers of the Lord, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now the word new here is very interesting because it speaks not of knowledge per se, because we understand that Jesus Christ is omniscient. In other words, if Jesus Christ is God, then he is omniscient, then he knows our name. He knows even the numbers of our hair. Now, my point here is that the word new here speaks of relationship. In the Greek, ginosko, which speaks of knowing by relational intimacy. So if you want to inject that in that particular passage, this simply means, and then will I declare to them, I never had intimacy with you or I never had relationship with you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Because what you're thinking is that you're just doing the things, but you don't have any relationship with me. What I understand with a believer, a follower of the Lord, is that if you really are a follower of the Lord, then you really want to serve Him. And at the same time, that's an outcome of your salvation in Him. Don't just be a person who just does a lip service to the Lord and say that you're just a Christian. That's all. But that you are they are ready to serve, of course, Him. Pray to the Lord. This is not about pointing to some people and say, you're not doing that or you're you are doing this. This is not to judge people around us. Please don't do that. Let the Lord do that. Because after all, it's the Lord who knows our hearts. Pag hindi, nagtay- pag hindi nagtaas ng kamay yung taong yun, pagka-worship, wag niyo judge at sabihin, hindi krisyano, hindi nagtataas ng kamayan. Hindi krisyano, hindi umiiyak. Kailangan kasi pag nag-worship ka, may kahalong iyak talaga eh. Hindi. don't judge because we are not in the business of judging. But let the Lord do that. Now, speaking about investment, I'm going to land now. This is a picture of you know, a famous logo. What's this? An apple. The former logo of an apple is not this. The first logo of apple is this. That's the first logo of an apple. And many of you probably are familiar with Steve Jobs. Okay? But many don't know Really, the one who created the logo of this apple. And the one who created the logo of this apple is this guy. Okay, you don't know him. Okay, you don't know this guy. Who is this guy? This guy is the one who, uh, I mean, became the partner of Steve Jobs and another Steve, Steve Wozniak. Okay, and this guy is none other than Ronald Gerald Wayne. Ronald Gerald Wayne, in his 40s, founded Apple with Steve Jobs. 21 years old during the time, and Steve Wozniak, 25 years old during the time, on April 1, 1976. He ended up selling his 10% share for $800 only and another $1,500 that he got from Steve, okay, from those two Steve, so that he can relinquish his ownership. Why? It's because Steve, the two Steves are so much risk taker. He can't really follow them. So what he did was to surrender His share, not knowing that his investment is really far greater today than before. The next says, Today, Wayne is 82 years old. Had he invested in Apple during the time, he could have earned how many billion? $22 billion today. Imagine $800 before $22 billion today. If he only knew that, I'm sure that this guy... Ronald Gerald Wayne will really invest on something. Steve Jobs' net worth was $10.2 billion. Steve Wozniak's net worth was $100 million, while Ronald Wayne was $300,000 only. What is the mansion of Steve Wozniak? Well, this is his mansion. What about Steve Jobs? This is his mansion before. Of course, now that he's, he has a widow, they have to live. And what about Ronald Wayne? This is his house. Now notice that probably if Ronald Wayne knew in the future that this is what's going to happen, he had invested so much on the apple. This is what's also happening today in the spiritual realm. If only the Lord will show us, if only the Lord has a way of showing us in TV, with the things that we can really see after we invest our lives to Him and invest the gifting that we have, I'm sure, lahat tayo sa sasabihin, Joy ako. Ano ba ano? All of us really do that. The Bible says, But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, or nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. You can't imagine what the Lord has prepared for those who love Him. Move because you love God. Move not because you are afraid that you will not be blessed. Move. Because you love Jesus Christ. Move from that standpoint. Love Him first. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? Jesus Christ is telling us the truth. There is really a place for us. And the word mansion here speaks and was expounded by a theologian by the name of Dr. Frederick Louis Godet. He said, The image is derived from those vast oriental palaces in which there is an abode not only for the sovereign and the heir to the throne, but also for all the sons of the king, however numerous they may be. Ang galing, ano? Palakpangan naman natin ang Panginoon. So, merong ka talagang matinding, you know, aabangan pagdating ng araw. Pero, my hope is that you will not just be after the reward and be after the rooms and be after the mansion not don't be after but of course our love for the lord this is the bonus okay these are the bonuses but i i believe that god has already prepared those things for us especially for those who are so much you know fired for the lord passionate in serving him the scripture says in Matthew sixteen nineteen to 21, let me end here. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your heart right now? Where is your heart? Nasa puso natin? the question is this are you the faithful servant are you the unfaithful servant or are you the faithless citizen can we all stand up right now let's pray Spout bow down your head for a moment and allow the word of the Lord to sink in in your heart check your heart examine yourself right now where are you in all of these things Are you just busy with your life? Are you just busy working every day, going to work, not minding the Lord's business? Remember, His business is our business. Are you just studying for the sake of studying? Or are you there because God has called you there in that particular school to share the gospel, to bring students at the feet of Christ? Are you just here in this church, just to sit, and listen to the message? Or are you called by the Lord in this church to also serve Him with the gift that you have? If your prayer right now is that, Pastor, can you pray for me that I will be of use in His kingdom? Right now, I may not be active, but it is my prayer that I will discover the gift that He has given me and I can use my life to serve Him up to my last breath. If that is you, without looking around, I'd like to pray for you. Just raise up your hand right now and let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord God. Respond because you need to respond. Don't look, at, don't look at, to, to that person beside you. Don't mind that person beside you. Let's just do it for the Lord. Just raise up your hand. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Speak, Lord God, to your people right now. Let them understand that they have a role in your kingdom, they are not just a face in the crowd they can be functional in your kingdom. Lord, it is my prayer that you will remind them that they are bought with a price that Jesus Christ bought them. And I pray, Lord, that they will discover their gift and be of use in your kingdom. Lord, use their mouth, use their strength, use their body, use everything in them. And Lord, I pray that their time, Lord, will be maximized. That there is no reason for them to say, I have no time. But Lord, I pray that you will remind them that you are in control of their family, you are in control of their life, you are in control of their work, you are orchestrating everything, Lord, for them. As you have said in your word, that if we seek your kingdom, and your righteousness then everything everything means everything will be added unto your people Lord thank you so much for rekindling their hearts I believe Lord that you are now speaking to them and I believe also Lord God that you will also bring them in a place so that they can influence more people for you may, may, may this time be not an emotional time only for them But this will be a time, Lord, of recommitment, Lord, so that they can really see themselves functioning, Lord, in your kingdom. Thank you so much. The glory belongs to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.